Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website, hitthatline.com, for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. We're starting to really get revved up into fall camp. Not quite year there just yet, but we are getting close, and there are a few things that I want to bring up and talk about today here on the podcast dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. And first, I want to start with something that we discussed actually this morning on the Morning Rush, which I thought it was an interesting conversation dealing with Arkansas and the success historically that they've had as a football program, how it had to deal with always, almost always at least, and maybe some of you can prove me wrong, but it almost always had to deal with having elite in-state talent. Now, duh. I'm not telling you anything that you didn't already know. If you have really good talent, especially from in-state, you're going to be a good team. I understand that. But I want to dive into it a little more specifically. Just think of the recent times that Arkansas has been a next-level team, if you will. The times that Arkansas really elevated itself into being a program that was known nationally, or at least relevant nationally. Let's go to 2010 and 2011 seasons. On that team, you had a fantastic coach in Bobby Petrino. But what else did you have around him as a coach? Well, you had at least a staff that you thought was competent, but it seemed like it was more about Bobby Petrino being a, a warlord out there. Hey, it works, so whatever works. But you had talent from the state of Arkansas littered all over that team. Just think about it. You had Tyler Wilson... You had Jarius Wright, Joe Adams, Greg Childs, Chris Gregg, DJ Williams, Jake Beckett, throwing Zach Hawker in there, just to name a few. All from that era of Razorback football. High level, high caliber players. Then you had guys that were even close to the state of Arkansas, like from Texarkana, like Ryan Mallett and Kobe Hamilton and Dennis Johnson. Guys that were right there. So, of course, Bobby Petrino was a fantastic coach. And, of course, he's the one that deserves a lot of the credit, if not most of the credit, for being able to put together a team like that because he did recruit them. But what made that team so great, or at least was the biggest part of it, was the fact that they had elite-level in-state kids, and it all happened to come at around the same time. Go before that. Darren McFadden era. Houston Nutt, 06 and 07. They went 10-4 and four in 06, 8-4. and four. I'm not going to count the bowl game. Well, I guess I will, 8-5. Yeah, they were, the, they were that team, and they weren't exactly setting the world on fire, but what they were doing is that they were nationally relevant. And they should have been a lot better than what they were, but Houston Nutt couldn't really coach very well. He didn't know how to coach elite talent. So you got the results that you got. But think about that team and the amount of talent that was on it from the state of Arkansas. Darren McFadden, Peyton Hillis, Jamal Anderson, Marcus Monk. A lot of you don't like him, but still. Jonathan Luigs just to name a few once again. And who knows how those Springdale kids would have panned out. I know Damian Williams would have been a welcome addition for sure. And he was on that team for a year. Ben Cleveland was a pretty solid tight end. And again, just to name a few. 
all from the state of Arkansas. And if you think about how Arkansas has struggled mightily the past five, six, seven years, it starts to really make sense when you think about the in-state talent that they've had, or lack thereof. Sure, they've had a few good players here and there. I think the Allen boys from Fayetteville, Purple Dog Stand Up, is a good representation. I think that what they were able to do at Arkansas was will be one of those deals that is never really appreciated. But Brandon Allen was that dude. I mean, he was a fantastic player, a fantastic quarterback. 2015 showed that. So, you know, he may not get the credit that he's due, but you had them. You had Hunter Henry, who's really good, probably the best le- uh, player to come out of Arkansas in quite some time during that time period. But who else did you really have from the state? I mean, who else was changing that team, making a huge impact on those teams, whether it was offensively or defensively? Drew Morgan, all right, I'd give you that one. But he wasn't even the best receiver out there. Keon Hatcher, I think, was better. I mean, I'm running out of names. Corliss Marshall could have been great, but he couldn't stay on the team. But I'm running out of names. And if we look at on the team this year for Arkansas, 2019, how many of these elite players are from Arkansas that are going to be a huge impact this year? Well, you're hoping that guys like Cheyenne O'Grady and Hudson Henry can be a big impact. That's what you're hoping. You're hoping Sosa Gein can step up in his final year as a Razorback. You hope he can be a difference maker. Monteric Brown, you know, he might be able to. We'll see. But once again, that's really it. You don't have the elite in-state talent players. Now, that's not the only way to win. I know that Chad Morris can go out and he can recruit the state of Texas and things get turned around and things look completely differently from what they did. I get that. I realize that. You don't have to tell me that. But there's no doubt that Arkansas is always a better team when they have the high-level in-state kids coming in every so often. Arkansas has not had that. And by the looks of things and talking with some recruiting experts, it doesn't look like they're going to have that really anytime soon. So what needs to change? What needs to give? How does it need to go? I don't know. Can Chad Morris do it? Win at that high level? Get to that 8, 9, 10 win season without having the in-state kids to help him out? I guess we'll find out in the next few years. But Arkansas State or Arkansas football and the state of Arkansas in high school, y'all need to step your game up. Especially you, Central Arkansas. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. This is another question that was posed on the morning rush, and we were discussing it, and I thought it was fascinating too about the SEC West. And just, you know, is it to the same level or is it close to being in the same level as what it once was? And football, of course, is what I'm referring to. But I felt like the SEC West, I keep hearing it's the best division in college football, which I do agree with. I think that the SEC West, by and large, is the best division in college football. Top to bottom, it doesn't get much better than that. But when you're comparing it to, like, Nine years ago, usually, is I guess is kind of the the bar, or at least the standard that I always point to. It's not that way. It's a lot, it was a lot better back then. 
Think about it in 2010, folks. 2010 to 2011. And maybe I'm just using that because Arkansas was good that then, but that's neither here nor there. But think about the West back then. You had three straight years in 09, 2010, and 2011 where a team from Alabama won the national championship. You had Alabama or Auburn. Auburn with the Cam Newton year. You had LSU, who was right in the mix of everything, competing against Alabama, winning the SEC West and winning the SEC championship while Nick Saban was in this division. That's pretty big time. He was doing that. Less Miles, that is. You had Arkansas and Bobby Petrino. We all know how great it was under him. You had Mississippi State and Dan Mullen, who was doing a really good job and was a team that was always going to be tough to beat no matter who it was or who you were going up against. And Ole Miss had a couple years here and there. I know Houston Nuts' first couple years were good, but besides that, it really never you know, equated to anything bigger. So my point is that Arkansas it was in a time and was good during a time in the SEC West when it was at its best. And it was before Texas A&M arrived. And now it's still a good conference or a good division, but there's no doubt that Alabama is carrying the torch. Because if I just look at it from this perspective, folks, back in 2010 and in that era, you felt like legitimate. there were three teams that could win a national championship the next year. You felt like LSU, Alabama, or Auburn had the ability to win a national championship any given year. And I know some of you may have been biased and said Arkansas too, but let's just be realistic. I think they were right there, at least in the conversation, but I don't think anybody was feeling like they were going to be a team that actually would win at all. But now, besides Alabama, is there any other team in the SEC West that you believe could win a national championship? I mean, seriously, is there any team right now that you feel like could win a national championship, not name Alabama out of the SEC West. I don't. I don't see Ed Orgeron winning one ever. I don't see Jimbo Fisher winning one at AM for sure. I don't see Auburn and Gus Malzahn even lasting that long. I don't know what's going on there. It's always a weird situation with those people, but that's at least where they're at right now. You know, I, I don't know really what to expect out of them. Arkansas, pff, let's not even play. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, please. There's no other team in this division that actually legitimately has a shot at winning a national championship given the circumstances. Ed Orgeron is not that level coach. Jimbo Fisher, I know he's won a national championship at Florida State, but folks, he is not going to win one at Texas A&M. Mark that down. He's not going to win one. So the division, it's still really good, and it's still the best in all of college football. But is it the level it once was? Absolutely not. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You know, usually I use this segment to get in some nonsense. I'm going to do that again today. I, I finally got to watch all the way through season four of Last Chance U. Now, those of you who know me and follow me on Twitter and listen to this podcast or my show, you know that I'm a big fan of Lost, a big fan of Last Chance U. I feel like it's really, really intriguing to not only see how any football team goes about its day-to-day, but especially a JUCO team that does not have the money, does not have the luxuries, do not have the the kind of kids that are easy to work with and easy to deal with, where you're constantly, constantly give them eligible. And, you know, they know that they're talented, but, I mean, can they really overcome 
being at a JUCO and get those scholarships. I mean, it's really intriguing from that perspective. But after watching season four, I, I was kind of disappointed with it. I didn't think it was as good as the other seasons. Still decent, but still not to the level I thought it should be. And I felt like Jason Brown it, it might be one of the worst human beings on the planet. I mean, the guy's a joke. The guy's a joke. And the fact that he was fired, spoiler alert, sorry if any of you haven't watched it, but this is not really a spoiler since it happened last year. He was fired, and he was fired for saying horrible things, and he was just too big of a bully to deal with. And what was funny about it is that his team that he had was super talented that past year. I mean, had really serious D1 talent, SEC caliber talent, had a ton of players out there on the field. I mean, it seemed like it was all going perfectly. And the fact that they won two games, they won their first game and won their last game, and all the games in between they lost. It, it was funny to me. I enjoyed seeing them lose because that Jason Brown guy, he's not a football coach. He's not a leader of men. He always talked about how he's got integrity and no one ever won except, I mean, come on, dude. Be real about this. Be real about it. Understand that you're a joker. And he was not... Like I actually found myself rooting for Buddy Stevens at EMCC during the first two seasons. Buddy Stevens was a dadgum good coach. He was brash at times, and I mean, he was pretty mouthy. He did get some language and all that, but the dude could coach, and he's won back-to-back national championships the past two years. So don't tell me that Buddy Stevens and him and Jason Brown have a lot in common, because they don't. The only thing they have in common is they're both loud and can be a little obscene. But there's no doubt that Buddy Stevens could actually coach, and that's why I enjoyed watching Buddy Stevens more. Is because yeah, he's got a big personality, but he backs it up with his performance, and he's able to coach at a high level. So I don't know what they're going to do next season for our last chance. You, I'll still watch it. You know, it's not like I'm just going to gloss over it and never watch it again or anything. But uh, as far as this season, not that, not as great, not as great. I kind of hope they go back to EMCC. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll go back to Buddy Stevens, and I don't think Buddy Stevens wants them back there either. But I think it would be really intriguing, at least for my, from my perspective, if they actually went back to EMCC and gave an update on that and how everything's going and all that fun stuff. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see where it plays out. But either way, if you haven't seen it yet, sorry for spoiling it to you, for one. But if you have seen it, maybe if you agree with me, let me know. I'm curious about that. I'm curious to see what you thought about Last Chance You, and I I don't know. I I... I think that they will still do this show because there's a lot of money invested into it a lot of money goes to these junior colleges maybe they'll pick a new juco that is completely different and get a different personality give a different perspective i'd be all for that too i'll be all for anything that's entertaining and intriguing to me but i think the independence and jason brown and all that nonsense it's all over and it deservedly so needs to be all over but either way i still found a way to enjoy it it's not as much as the previous seasons, that's for sure. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon, have a great day, everybody. We will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 